Hi, I'm Ashley Appap. And I'm Hayley Tanto. Welcome to Call an Adult, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. Each week we'll dive headfirst into the absolutely bonkers world of PLL as we recap episodes from season one of the iconic series. Where everyone is hot. And no one calls an adult. Let's Let's go, go, bitches. bitches. How are you, Ash? I am good. How are you? That was beautiful. Thank you. Learned it from you. My singing. (laughs) No one actually, I've not told anyone out there this, but it's a secret, but we're going to reveal it. Hayley and I actually didn't meet doing improv. We met, um, she was my singing teacher um, in a past life. Oh, I wish. I wish too. Have you ever done singing lessons? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I did from age 13 until I think I was about 21. Really? That's amazing. I did singing lessons, I think, when I was about 11. Um, And my singing teacher was a guy that worked at the Titanic Musical Theatre Restaurant (gasps) in Williamstown, in Williamstown, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Is a flex. His name was Ben. And I just. Shout out Ben. Shout out to Ben, I think. And we'd go to his house. And I think the song we worked on was Beautiful by Christina Aguilera, which. I wish I'd done Fighter. I didn't. Beautiful was good, but it was not my favorite Extina song. Um, no, but singing teachers love to make young people do ballads about things that they can't really contextualize emotionally. Absolutely. Um, so that's. I did singing lessons for maybe six months. Oof. When I was 11. And look at me now. And look at you now, teaching me in another life. <laughs> Welcome. I had a good time watching these episodes. Welcome. welcome everyone i had a great time watching these episodes too so this is episode five of call an adult a pretty little liars recap podcast i'm ashley appap i'm Haley tanto and we are so glad to have you here and today we're talking about season one episodes eight and nine and what juicy content this was yeah this was great i i said in the last episode that like okay like we're finding our footing because i feel like the pilot is jam-packed and then it kind of, I don't know, slows down a bit. There's something I was like, ah. And now I'm like, yes. And especially in the next episode, like episode nine, some very mm. important men return or uh, appear in the show that become a very great part of the show. So I'm like, <gasps> it's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I it's think incredible. I'm so excited for the mid-season finale. Which is me too. I'm so um, excited. It's going to be wonderful, and we do have a special guest we coming have a on to guest. to watch that episode with us. And we are not advising them to watch any other episodes except no. that episode. So it's going to be very funny from that um, perspective as well. I think so. I hope it works. I hope it works. I hope it's fun for our liars out there. I think let's call our listenership bit, liars. That's fun. They are. We're they all are. Liars. We're all lies. And as in the last episode, the police officer says to Pam Fields, everybody lies. Everybody lies, ma'am. Exactly. Here's ma'am, more like everybody lies, Pam. Everybody lies, ma'am Fields. <laughs> uh, she changes her name Imagine to Imagine if ma'am he was Fields. like, everybody lies, ma'am. And she's like, it's Pam. And he's like, no, I, kn- I know. I was just calling you ma'am. She's like, it's Pam. That would be funny. And that's a sketch. There's just a little... A little uh, I think you should leave style sketch True. in the middle of an episode of PLL. That would be great. 
I think you should leave season two was so good. Oh my god, and so, so was season good. one. In- just the, the way that they carried the tone, coffin flop, A plus. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Um, should we get into episode eight? We're talking about episode eight and nine on this. Should we get into episode eight, which is please do talk about me when I'm gone? Absolutely. I'm just quickly going to get the Wikipedia up. So oh, yeah, these cursed indeed. synopses. Yes. The <laughs> cursed incredibly is. Incredibly cursed. Exactly. The and they're so long. Them. <laughs> episode eight, please do talk about me when I'm gone. This is the Wikipedia description directed by arlene sanford not i marlene king arlene sanford and written by joseph doherty we stand as new evidences about the day that allison died comes to the surface so many issues with that half of this sentence spencer gets some damaging information from allison's brother Jason. Arya agrees to go out on a double date with Sean's friend Noel, Noel Khan, and the evening takes an interesting road once Arya realises that Noel is way more than just a pretty face. Emily and Maya's relationship blossoms when Emily asks Maya on a date. Due to the Marin's financial problems, Hannah's credit card gets declined, so she decides to put a lot of her old clothes and handbags up for auction online with the help of her new ally, Lucas. I read it as ally choice of words yeah i like it ally i like it too and you know what ultimately i think lucas is an ally he is an ally meanwhile the girls begin to prepare themselves for allison's memorial day they say that like it's like a national (laughs) holiday allison's memorial there's memorial day and then there's allison's memorial day and it takes place in like a small community hall room (laughs) yeah it takes takes place at the school multi-purpose hall is what what it is i think Um, That's exactly what it looks like. Continue. Meanwhile, the girls begin to prepare themselves for Allison's Memorial Day, TM. But once they find out that Jenna will be the one to deliver a speech about Allison, they all get scared. Later that night, a mystery person comes out and destroys Allison's memorial. The the 12-year-olds that write this... Oh, we love them and God. I hope that they are succeeding. I hope their skin is clear. I hope they're drinking water, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I hope they are uh, able to have healthy discussions with their parents without losing their shit at them. Mm. This episode starts in a, an excellent way. Uh, linking back to I Think You Should Leave, in a way that I think an episode of that show would start with a giant crate in the middle of a room arriving at the house. Yes. I saw it and I was like, that's the crate from Madagascar. <laughs> if anyone has seen that we animated wish. film. We wish. What's inside is a bird feeder, I think, that has art on it that's, like, the the five girls, including Allison, and it's, like, Allison's, like, holding her little sculpture hand out to the girls, and they're, like, feed us, Allison, we're the birds. Feed us bird your secrets. Bath. This, it's, it's, yeah, it's creepy. It's a really haunting, but it's cute. I was, like, cute, 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 haunting. I love it. Very haunting. P-L-L. Um, yes. And they're talking about Mr. Jason... De Laurentiis. De Laurentiis. Um, who we haven't met yet. Unless he's in like the pilot technically is like non-speaking. I can't remember. But we haven't met Jason. We just haven't met Jason yet. I'll say it now. Even though we haven't met Jason. We just haven't met Jason yet. You just did that. And I have to honor <laughs> it. Um, 
Thank I just you. want to say, I can't remember if I said it on or off air, but if I said on air that I was excited to meet Jason because he's really hot, I retract that because I was talking about the actor Drew Van Acker, who mm-hmm. is Jason in season two. I have some trivia about the recasting and stuff. We'll get into it, but I don't know if I said that on or off air. Yeah, amazing. But I do want to publicly <laughs> retract my statement. Get that in before the presses hear it and cancel you. This guy's attractive. as I guess this guy's hot. But I was just like, oh, this is not what I meant. I was talking like Google Drew Van Acker and you'll be like, we get it. Yeah. And in acting chops, the Jason we come to know and love, mm. Jason Van Acker, is a lot better than this guy. This guy's doing a pretty good job. He's but doing an okay job. Uh, but it, I don't know. We'll talk about it. But yeah, it feels very like his big and only break. Um, yeah. Which is kind of true. Um, I love... Um, Spencer has a really funny line here about how like, they're like, how did Jason get into college or an Ivy League? Sorry. How did Jason get into an Ivy League? And they kind of talk about him being like emo and she's like affirmative action for goths. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. A classic Spencer zinger. A real zinger. Um, I have, he wrote something. He said something, which is just fucking crazy dialogue, which is, you know, a cornerstone of this program, which is, when I think of her, his sister, mm. Alison, I think of the five of you in her room, laughing, keeping secrets. Oh, okay. I uh, have that. Uh, what? <laughs> That's after the intro. Yes. Yes, but it is. I um, also I also wrote that down because I'm like, is keeping secrets a hobby in this town? Like everyone talks about like, oh, you girls are so cute with your secrets. That's such a weird thing to be famous for or like known exactly. for in your town is like, huh. Classic Allison had and a lot also, of secrets. The the time that he is talking about knowing them and thinking of them in would have been when they were like 13, 14 years old. Mm. And like, yeah, that's what a lot of kids around that age, especially girls do. It's not like those girls only. It's, it's but a bit I bizarre. But I feel like you wouldn't, like it's so the show to say secrets and not gossip. Like I think if yeah, you were talking the- a gossipy bunch, you'd be like, oh, you girls and your gossip. Not yeah. like your secrets. Everyone know. says the word secrets and lies and liars a lot. A lot, which is great because the show is about very pretty and little liars. Liars. Um, just before the intro, though, we kind of they, – they're talking about – they have this flashback, I guess, to a lake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so throughout this whole episode, there's a continuous flashback that's like – in chronological order, we see the things happening mm. at this day at a lake. Allie and is we, the we drama. hear that line. Allie oh, is yeah, the Allie. drama. When she says she wants to die young and leave a beautiful corpse and die in some oh. incredibly mysterious way, because that's immortality, my darlings. I'm like, this is the drama, and I love it. This is. And she says it would be deliciously tragic. She's crazy. Yuck. I love Um her. And... Hearing Spencer say, recount, that's immortality, my darlings, makes me want to throw up, uh, but it's so good. And It's camp. That line becomes some, like, thing, theme of the show or something. Yeah. And it's so... It's a really... It's so bad. It's like if John Green wrote mm. dialogue, but it was ten times worse. I think it's the darlings of it all, because I loved this when I was 17. I was like, this is poetry. And now I'm like, this is camp. And I'm still, and I'm still like, I love it, but for a different reason 
but yeah adding my darlings is beautiful um yeah, anyway so she pretty much agree. tells people to kill Ali her is a sociopath yeah she's not wrong that like there is an immortality to a young girl i was like this is true like it yeah yeah instead of like yeah. getting old and dying when you're old it's like die when you're young and people really care about you um she really is telling which someone is great to kill her. she is yeah and she's a big narcissist so she's great huge narcissist which is what we spoke about sense. in the last episode and it's Absolutely. why because i watched this and i'm like why does anyone give this girl the time of day she's awful but then it is that narcissist and like why do the girls why they're so obsessed with her but it's that narcissist thing of when she shines her light on you you feel it this little light of mine then we have the intro such a good song keep it uh, and then we find out, we meet Jason, which we already covered, and then we find out that the Marin family are having money troubles. Mm. We get a classic kitchen scene in the Marin house, which are some of my favourite mm. scenes in the show. There should be no other room in that house. The kitchen is it's in that where they huge eat their, mansion or, we discovered. Eat their Caesar salads. It's where Hannah studies. It's everything. It's every, It's the whole house. And now they're not allowed um, orange juice and yogurt? Or they're only allowed orange juice and yogurt? I can't remember what ha- uh, Ashley said. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's bizarre, but she looks in the fridge and is being like, we're not going to be able to afford caviar anymore. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty normal Were you? to not be yeah. able to afford caviar constantly. What does um, Ashley do? Is she a surgeon? Because I think in the next episode, Byron calls her like a surgeon. No, no, she works at the bank. That's right. She I was like, I kn- yeah. I was like, I thought she did something corporate. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, back to the Jason scene, I've written that um, <laughs> he says the words jerking and get some action in the same sentence uh, but he says it about the cops and then i've written in brackets a cab a cab uh, we are but A-cab. also he he is he is a cab he's he pro- is a cab he's like the police are not doing their job fast enough a cab he in the streets and in the sheets he really absolutely and he really puts wilden in his place um i think mm. later in this episode um so this actor is called parker bagley which feels like an offshoot of Penn Badgley, my king. And Parker Posey. And Parker Posey. Um, so, yeah, I forgot that. I think you mentioned a few episodes ago that Jason does get re- There's a lot of recasting. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'll talk about it. Maybe I'll talk about it later. Um, but, yes, this person gets recast. But, yeah, he's not the vibe. He's a bit too serious. I don't know. It's just not. I don't like this, Jason. It's, it's a bit boring. Yeah, he's um, not expressive enough, I think, is the issue. I think so. And he's a bit too old. Like, I know he's an older yeah. brother, but I think when Drew Van Acker comes in, he looks like Ali. Yeah, and he's like 20. He's meant to be around like 22. I think, yeah. Just out of university, like it makes not, sense. Yeah, he's only like a suit like this guy. Um, yeah. And then it goes to like school. It Oh, maybe. I don't know. My next note is about... Uh, before school, he he reveals to them that Jenna has reached out to him and said that she wants to speak at the memorial oh, yeah. and that apparently um, Jenna tells him that Allison visited her right before she disappeared often uh, when Jenna had her accident and that they were close, mm-hmm. which is a big bombshell to the girls. And then we're at school. And Spencer's like so defensive. Yes. Okay. And then we're at school. Yeah. It takes Arya looking at a homecoming poster, like an old homecoming poster, <laughs> to remember that 
her and Ezra had a hallway fight. And then, obviously, mm. to fill time, I guess, they show the entire, like, three-minute fight scene. They do. Just with, like, uh, an effect over it that makes it that's, so it's hazy as they if it's a flashback, that. even though it was from, like, two episodes ago. Also, we see um, Sean and Hannah <laughs> listening to music, and we see Sean's iPod, and I just wanted to talk about it because it's great, and I was so happy to see his iPod. I love an iPod. And we're going to a Band of Horses concert. Woo! I only know Band of Horses because there was a really good Band of Horses song in the season one finale of 90210. I don't know Band of Horses. I think it's I'm called so The sorry. Funeral. Um, so that was like my teen. That was very like, oh, everything's lining up for me. Hmm. Um, Noel Khan wants to ask out Aria, who is apparently in a has a vibe that she's in an anti-boys zone. Wow. Because she wants a man, honey, and we don't want her to want that man. No. Um, Noel Khan is gorgeous, I also just have, can I just say. He is gorgeous. He's scary, um, but like, oh, he's gorgeous. I think the actor's name is Brant Daughtry. Something like that. Yeah. He has scary, intense eyes, which is perfect for this character. No spoilers and also no spoilers. anyone spoilers, in PLL. Yeah. Intense eyes is a good thing to have. And speaking of... Uh, in a flashback, we see Jenna's eyes for the first time. Tamin Sursok's beautiful Ugh. green emerald lookers. It's a shame um, that she's behind those big glasses the whole time. I know. Um, and basically the flashback is Ali being a cunt about Jenna and Toby and just saying rude things about Ali them. Ali a major cunt in this <laughs> episode and the whole like is this where spencer says do you ever get tired of shooting at the low-hanging fruit yeah and i completely agree with spencer of like i don't understand bullying people who eat like yeah it's it just it's really clear to me that like ali's not powerful she's always she punching just, down she always punches down um, Don't you know that's the main rule of comedy? Never punch down. Never punch down. She's not, As, fu- and that's why I'm going out. I'm saying it. Ali's not funny for that reason. She's not funny. Oh, Ali's not funny. Ali's not allowed to do a one woman anyway. show unless <laughs> no, it's a cabaret she's not to be about in her the death sketch. and her Yes, and she's not allowed to be in the I think you should leave esque sketch that's going to be in the middle of every episode from here on out. As we re-edit the show, one hundred percent. I just want to give a special shout out to I think something that happens before that which is lucas mansplaining a camera to hannah and then <laughs> lucas helping hannah start pretty much an ebay account um yeah but genius. they make it out to be like the most difficult thing ever for hannah which is stupid because we know she's smart and capable um so i guess this is and then so to this flashback also lol at hannah in her like big girl tm big shirt. <laughs> it's such like a it's such an accurate vibe of high school to have like one friend wearing a huge t-shirt because being a teenage girl just eats dick <laughs> it yep. sucks and eats at your self-esteem there's a couple other th- important things um emily asks maya out finally which we see which is lovely Fainally. and um emily's dad is coming home from afghanistan and you would think that nothing at all is happening given shay mitchell's expression when she tells one of the girls her dad's coming home she seems to not care at all even though the words coming out of her mouth are like i'm elated you know her face is like Ugh. i have the complete opposite note of but i think i but like my note is just that she's so dramatic about her dad like she's sitting alone 
by a window that Arya's like, what's wrong? She's like, it's my dad. And Arya's like, is he dead? Because I'm like, I agree with Arya. And then she's like, no. Yeah, is he dead? He's coming home. I'm coming home. Coming well, I agree home. that it is dramatic up until she says that. And then the words after yeah. that, she looks dead inside. That's why I'm like, I think we have opposite <laughs> notes, but the same note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We get our first A message of the episode. Spencer gets a text that says, the dedication, do it right. I'll be watching. Just like Tom Sawyer, A. And I don't know enough about Tom Sawyer no. to know what that is. Uh, and I don't plan to. And I tweeted this today and I stand by it. Uh, and that is that I'm too dumb to read old books and I'm not going to apologize for that. And I'm not going to do it to fit a mold. I'm not going to be reading old books. Uh, and I don't care. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm right. Sorry, Huckleberry Finn. Care. Yeah. I was like, I know the name. I just have to like remind myself because um, there's a bunch of I think in the next episode, there's a bunch of like great expectation references and I haven't read that. They love old books. No, this And this show, I think this is like why this was so perfect for me as a teen because I was studying lit. And when they do To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah, like they do all the classics that you, most of us do in lit, but I didn't do Huckleberry Finn. They don't do Chinatown, which we both did in lit. I didn't do Chinatown. Oh my God. I'm, I can't believe I'm mixing up your lit experience with someone I'm else putting you I've on blast. I'm putting you on blast right, <laughs> now, right now. Cancel me for did mixing up my beautiful Chinatown friends. Did you watch Chinatown or like read? Yeah, we had to watch it and dissect it. We did Chinatown, The Dressmaker, written by we Rosalie Ham. Yes. Okay, so that's the thing we did the same. But Rosalie Ham, fun diversion, the author of the book came in <gasps> and our teacher all semester kept calling her Rosemary Ham. And she oh came in God. to answer questions. First of all, putting her on blast, every question we asked, she's like, I don't remember. I wrote the book 10 years ago. Next question. <laughs> that's actually and great. And our teacher, it was great. It's great energy. Um, and our teacher kept calling her Rosemary and she kept correcting That's her brutal. and our teacher kept doing, fucking it up and it was great. Uh, and then we That's also brutal. did um, one other thing that I can't remember because I hated it so much. I remember it being long and I hated it. We, um, Rosemary ham sounds delicious. Yum. No, we, in year 12, I did Blade. We got to watch Blade Runner, Oh. Um, which was sick. We had to read a book called Regeneration. Mm, I can't remember what else, but we got to watch Blade we, Runner. In year seven English, I got to watch Shrek. So that was really cool. I, and in Holes. year seven English, got to watch The Goonies, which is one of my favorite movies of all I've time. I've never seen The Goonies. Oh. I know. I feel like it's, I'm like, I. it feels like a kind of a big thing to miss it's out okay. on. It's okay. It's one of those things, I, a lot of people have the opinion, if you don't watch it when you're young, and you watch it when you're old enough to see all the flaws in it. You're like, eh. Yes. But I think if you like those kinds of movies, those the, the young Steven Spielberg movies where everyone's yeah. kind of realistically talking over each other and it's kids being actual kids, you'll like it. But give it a chance. I'll get into it. That's um, right. But, but also no pressure. Anyway, back to the episode. No pressure. Um, I don't know. My next note is I think about the flashback again when like Noel yep. is like butter. Um, like I don't know if he's like putting sunscreen on a girl called Prudence, who is a woman, a woman, like full on yeah. woman. And Ali's like, mm, she got a boob job. I like I would let them like wait, like let them recover, kind of. And I was like, why does everyone at the school have plastic surgery? Yeah. It's like the second plastic surgery reference in the show, right? 
and they're meant to be like thirteen or fourteen in these flashbacks. Also, and this and this is like a this is a woman. Prudence's body is going to change. She should wait till it's fully she changed. Absolutely to get wait. And it's a big. Bo- it's like a big boob job too. And also, um, are we talking about like she's fourteen years old and she's like, I like a seasoned man. Oh, and I'm like you, and she pulls it her. off. But I'm like, you are fourteen years old. Well, he is young. Uh, in that flashback, we also find out that Arya liked Noel Khan back in the day, pre-Ezra. Hanging around Ali seems awful. Like, yeah, yeah her realising yeah. that she, Like, everyone just seems on edge and it's Sad. terrible. The girl's lives seem better now that she's out of it. Sorry. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, at some point... Mine- you go. I was going to say my next note is in all caps. Why is Wilden at the school again? My next note is Wilden is back. I feel like we haven't seen him for ages. Oh my God. In the next episode, I can't wait to talk about Mama Hastings. Oh, um, I think the next queen. episode has very cool and adult energy because there's a lot of adult to adult scenes, which I really appreciate. We're going to have a lot of a hard time uh, picking hottest adult next, next episode. I realized that the entire in my entire watch of these episodes i couldn't remember mama hastings first name and it is veronica veronica i just call her mama hastings but there you go um okay so wilden's back i don't know what he's talking about spencer is so intense with jenna like she's so aggressive with a woman that she kind of blinded like caused (laughs) to be like i don't know i find spencer too intense to the way she kind of talks to Jenna. I don't know. It's weird. Spencer intenser. Uh, yeah, I've written Jenna. Spencer confronts Jenna about what she's going to say at the memorial. Very intense for inside a library. Th- that's thank you. We bo- again, <laughs> do we, sh- we share a brain? Sorry. Yeah, we do. Two um, brains, one cup. Two brains, uh, one cup. <laughs> and I'm sorry for everyone. Uh, I'm not going to stop making two girls, one cup references. You can't. And if you haven't watched two girls, one cup. If you haven't, watch it Don't and then get back it. to us. Tell us what you think. Back to the Wilden thing. I do have a note that says mm. he threatens Hannah to not say anything to Jason because J- Jason is putting pressure on the police force. Mm. So he's basically saying to Hannah, like, tell me all any information that you haven't been telling me because I need to uh, accuse someone of the murder so Jason can get off my back. Otherwise, it's on you. And she's like, leave me alone, you cuck. Yeah. Oh, I have a thing on the Jenna thing. I think it, I assume it's in that scene where she says she calls the girls careless and that they break things. And I'm like, this is important. It's iconic. And it's the truth. It is. It is the most accurate description of those group of girls. Because they would be so said. we love them. Like we and especially when I was younger, like, oh, my God, did I love these girls? And they're the center of the show. They're the center of our universe. But like. Knowing these bitches would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, a thousand like, percent. you'd be like, get over yourselves. Ugh. Jenna also said, Allison was done with you. And she tells, she confirms to Spencer that Allison did visit her and that basically infers that there were some conversations that she had. And then said she suspects them or or maybe specifically Spencer of being the one that killed Allie in like a cryptic way. It's very ooh. like, ooh. And then we have another flashback and I've written Allie being a turf cunt to Lucas. I have, yeah, my note there is Allie really was just a terrible person. Yeah. Um, also, sorry for saying the C word so much, but. Mm, I think now we've do? opened, now we've broken the seal and like. Yeah. Um, 
Because to me, it's not, I know it's like an inherently gendered word technically, but to me, it's like not gendered. Oh, I no. mainly save no, it for male politicians, but also Alison De Laurentiis and sometimes Mona when they're being very transphobic. Um, yeah. And other people who are male that we'll get to. Wilden is a cunt, I think. Wilden, oh, Wilden is the cunt. Wilden the cunt. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> Wilden, I'll, 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 cool off, I'll cool off saying the word now. I'll, I'm yeah. so sorry, everyone. Take a break. Um, take a break. Um, just before that flashback, I think Hannah's like selling her bags. And I was like, oh, Hannah was rich, rich. She's got like Gucci and Chloe bags. Yeah. And then because yeah. she's with Lucas. And then we have that flashback with Ali. Like truly he's just trying to like Lucas is just trying to sail his boat. And Ali's like. Like a little toy boat. Like just a wholesome being like, where's person. your dick or something. I can't remember what she says. And I'm like, Shh. and he's like, I'm just trying to like change the rudders broken. And she's like. You're a hermaphrodite. I'm just like, what is... Just leave him alone. It's fucked. I don't know. Um, um, what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, back to back to Hannah. I would like to say, well, this is later, but when she gets the money for the, the bag, she's sold. Mm. They're saying that she's sold at least three of these very expensive bags. She mm. only gets $200. I looked at it and I paused it and was like, that's just 200 That's like 10 20s. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Maybe they're fake. I don't know. Boop. And I guess like that's Boop. a lot of money to a teen. Byron and Ashley bond over being separated. Hate where this is going. <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> Ashley and Byron alone in a room together. Do I think Ashley can do better? Yes. Yes. Do I want her to stir shit up? Yes. But we know she won't. She's too good a person. No. She's, that's where Hannah gets her morals from. Because um, we get in the next episode, there's more. There's more about it. What is the room? What? Where are they in this episode? What am I referring to in this episode? They're in, once again, the kitchen. The oh, he does come over. And he comes over again it. in this next episode. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, this is a very short scene, I think. But, like, immediately, my remember, the golden rule with this show is two people in a room together equals sexual tension. That's it. That's the golden rule of the show. Jason faces... It's like the Bechdel test, but different. Hmm? It's like the the Bechdel test, but different. Absolutely. Just as important as the Bechdel test (laughs) (laughs) is two people in a room, sexual tension. Or three. One, two, three. I don't mean you with me. Um, Jason faces up to Wilden... And I love to see it. Yep. And also Emily stands up to Jason. We love to see that. Emily really, I think, um, she has like a very separate storyline in these next two episodes. She has a very powerful, she's a real like victim of season one. I or like this half of season one. Like she's really kind of separated from the group. And it makes her more interesting. Like it helps the character of like, oh good, yeah. you've got this going on. This is like. You're a bit more interesting. Um, oh, yes. And then she puts – that's right, because she, like, is about to go on a date, I think, and she puts on that, like, very fine but very important scarf. <laughs> that Maya gave her yes. a few episodes ago. Everyone was like, oh, my God, your scarf. What about that scarf? Hey, reminds- where did that scarf? I like that scarf. You took off the scarf. You know, in um, Broad City, there's a really great episode, I think, where Abby kind of explores, like, her bisexuality or her queerness. And – um she gets like a yellow hat, I think, and they have this beautiful conversation that's like 
essentially Abby coming out to Alana, but it's about like the hat and it's beautiful. This feels like this scarf feels like a bad version or like the precursor to that beautiful scene. Yeah. When she puts on the scarf, scarf she's like queer and when she takes it off, she's not. So that hat could run. Yes. (laughs) This scarf sat limply around, sat limply around Shay Mitchell's neck so that Abby and Alana could write a beautiful scene in Broad City. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, that's all I have for that. Um, the next thing I have is about the flashback at the Kissing Rock. Yeah. Okay. Molly is flirting with Emily. The Kissing Rock is in just like plain sight, by the way. Like, I don't think it's, it's a Kissing a rock. rock if everyone can look at it. To me, that's not a Kissing Rock. And then, no spoilers really, but later in the show when we see the Kissing Rock, it doesn't look that close to anything at all. It's like super isolated. Yeah. I like don't remember. I don't remember. I was like, I don't remember seeing the kissing. Does oh, it becomes a vital. It's it becomes very important to the plot at some point. Um, but Ali shares. Ali's so like fucking Lana Del Rey about everything. I I love it. Like it would be so fun to write Ali's lines about her talking about like when you go to the kissing rock, you feel all the ghosts of like the past. The lovers that used to fuck there. I will say. Uh, well, this is what I wrote in this episode, and then I do kind of. There's an incident in the next episode that like, I does not apply to this, but Ali and Emily. Emily is the only one that has a decent relationship with Ali. They're the only two that sometimes I'm like, this is sweet, and I'm glad they have each other. Um, but then in the next episode, there's like a really homo, like kind of a homophobic scene that bugs the shit yeah. out of me. So, but that at the time I was like, man, Emily is the only one that has any right to kind of like Ali. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand yeah. everyone else's relationship to Ali. Absolutely. To be honest. I think if you weren't sexually attracted to her, why would you want her around you? Yeah. Um, but I yeah, in the next scene where she kind of like gaslights Emily a little bit, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, like kissing me. I'm like, oh, Ali, shut up. So... Absolutely. We get there. Um, we get there. Um, then I've written uh, Emily and Maya are on a date holding hands and then making out. But then I also have written here, what's the fucking deal with these girls loving black and white movies? They suck. Oh, yeah. I thought I I thought I wrote a note somewhere. Oh, yeah. That this movie theater only plays old movie or like old movies. But, but also is- they're not old movies. They're clearly ones that they have filmed and then just made black and white as if they are old movies. This one, I will say that tr- there's trivia. Oh, no. There's, like, trivia here that they're watching, like, an actual old movie, I think. What? I can't remember, though. Um, and I didn't write down the trivia because I didn't care. <laughs> I, like, ignored the trivia. I will say, but, because I was like, this theatre only plays old black and white movies, but that is debunked in the next episode in the very important line about Ashley Marin watching Transformers 2 alone. Oh, to empower herself in a single So that debunks, we're going to get into that in the next episode. That debunks my theory. Um, can I please talk about the scene at um, uh, Hannah's before the Band of Horses concert? I want to talk about yeah. Sean saying the most important thing about a band is a name. I should know I had one, and then <laughs> he says it. I don't remember what it is, and then no one cares. Sean's terrible. Yeah, we hate Sean. And also, and this, I want this to introduce a new segment. Um, Noel Khan needs his crazy bread. 
He needs it. He said crazy. He's like, that's the crazy bread. And Ari is like, we have to go. And he's like, no, I ordered crazy bread and I get my crazy bread. I want crazy bread. And then he opens the door and he's like. a powerful man. He is a powerful man that wants crazy bread. And he opens the door because he thinks his crazy bread has arrived. And it's not crazy bread. It's It's Lucas. Lucas. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, The segment I want to introduce is who deserves to wait for crazy bread. Segments are the best part. Of all of it. <laughs> but, and they're all food based: buttercreams, <laughs> crazy bread. I had to look up crazy bread. It's like um, parmesan it's, crusted bread. It looks yum. My guess is that it's like monkey bread, but savory instead of sweet. What's monkey bread again? It's like this bread that's made so that it's kind of weaved in and out. Mm. It looks like plaits, I think, and you can like mm. tear it rather than cutting it. Um, I have a couple notes that we for scenes we skipped over. Um, oh, Spencer please. and Jason have a very morbid discussion about Allison, mm. um, and then in that in that conversation, we find out that Ali told Jason that Spencer led the whole Jenna thing, and that Spencer is responsible for every bad thing, and basically has set her up to make it seem like she murdered Allison, yes. or you know that, and then. There's this like bit where it gets really dark and she goes, you're just like your sister, aren't you? And then he goes, in some ways, in some ways I'm worse. Even worse. That was powerful. Crazy. I love that. I love a PLL scene with lines like that. That's like my. Where someone reveals their Dolly Parton's true colors. One hundo. I also, this made me realize, I think, because he talks about his mum, like not just coping with the grief. And it made me realize because the Laurentis's do become a, part of the show mm. and i do wish season one we'd just see them grieving yeah um, especially because jessica is that the mom the mom yeah. yeah i think because because i think what they're doing is like withholding them from the show because they get a little bit embroiled in the mystery but i'm like you can still show them grieving and then have you can shine like the investigative torch on them later i don't know i just yeah. kind of I also wrote in all caps, this fire is not worthy of a girl's death. Um, I feel like that must be about how maybe Jason kind of said something to Allie that was like, uh, Jason said something to Spencer that was like, well, you did the fire thing. And I'm like, so you oh. must have also killed Allison. That's right. It was about justice. They're talking about justice. And he's like, you can't talk like justice isn't the issue. Like you guys blinded someone. I'm like, that's not like, again, this fire is not on the same level as Allison dying. <laughs> yeah. Tell police about the fire. I don't know. Yeah, tell police. I you're hate gonna, the fire. You're not gonna, your lives are not going to end from telling the police what happened. <gasps> um, also back, we were jumping back and forth, but you know what? That's fine. That's PLL. Um, that's PLL, baby. That scene where Noel wants his crazy bread and crazy you better bread. believe he gets it. There is a moment which I respect from him where he's very mature because he, in a very uh, mature and good communicative way, mm. approaches Arya and is like, hey, I can tell you're really not into this. Is there something that I did or is it something else? I know your parents split up. What's going on? And they have a discussion. And I really respect that from Noel. Noel is absolutely a hot sweetheart in these episodes. 
In these episodes. In these yes. episodes. No also, spoilers. No spoilers. And all he wants. Everyone is, is sus in this show. Everyone. Like, I think that's the thing is like, just know that everyone gets a hard. That's what I call the investigative torch of like, everyone gets kind of a shady light thrown on them. Um, I think it is, I love, I love this like Lucas Hanna stuff in these episodes. Me too. Um, it is kind of psychotic that Lucas comes to Hannah's house to drop off the stuff. I'm just like, you can. Well, I mean, he drops off money. I get that. Cash. That's true. You don't want to. But just because it really like upsets everyone's like, what the heck? This isn't crazy bread. (laughs) This isn't crazy bread. This is a human being. This is a human being. We can't eat that against the law um i've written hannah selling stuff for groceries is a sad endearing and heartwarm heart-wrenching moment yeah um also in that scene where noel and aria are chatting aria talks about ezra in code and is is really leaning into the apparently in, the, a boy in iceland but she's talking about mm. ezra and we all know that and, and then i wrote that she says you know the situation could either go two ways it could be bad or worse no shit the fact that you can acknowledge that is an indicator that maybe you should stop trying to fuck your teacher. Absolutely. That's my two cents. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Spencer texts Aria SOS with no explanation, which is a recurring thing in this yeah. show. Um, SOS ne- means we need to have a group chat in real life. Absolutely. Have you ever messaged anyone SOS with no context? Um, one time I texted uh, Rihanna when I wanted her to play that song at a concert. And I was like, hey, play SOS. How did you and text that's a joke. Rihanna? I didn't because that's it's all. That was a sketch. Remember how I said that there'd be a sketch? So I was hoping that that was like you like DM'd her on Twitter. Oh that my God. No, I wish I wish I had. And also never S-O-S, seen a live. SOS, please. Um, you I, know what? In this in this case, I'm a pretty little liar. Just because, like, when – I don't know why it reminds me of when I was, like, 10 and my brother went to Big Day Out, which is, like, a music festival that's dead. Um, the Black Eyed Peas were playing there, and they'd just released Ella Funk, which was, like, my favorite oh. album. I had it on my Walkman, and I told him, I was like, if you run in to Fergie, Apple D app, Apple D app Will I Am, and Taboo, the Black Eyed Peas, can you tell them that I love them? And he was like, no. <laughs> and like slammed the door and left and I was like in tears because I was like my brother wouldn't tell Black Eyed Peas that I love them what a bad brother also I would like to formally um, let people know that Haley told me that I should change my social media handles to Ashley Apple uh, to <laughs> Ashley App Apple D App I forgot about that and it's still so funny to me and I just wanted to put it back it's, it feels niche um <laughs> Anyway, sending next, SOS I've is written, crazy. Okay. You yes, go. absolutely it is. And then next, we're at the memorial. Mm. We're at the memorial. And then one of the important boys that you spoke oh, about earlier comes in. And it's God. Ian. And then we hear someone go, Melissa's Ian? So if we remember back to the pilot, back to the pilot, mm. when we see Spencer uh, and Ren having their blossoming yuck mance, as I'm mm. going to call it, mm. there's a flashback to her, I think, with Melissa's ex-boyfriend ian so he shows up and he's at allison's funeral which is bizarre why would he be at allison's funeral it's bizarre is this a recast from the pilot i can't remember um this is ian going forward but i feel like it might be a recast i think it is a recast yes it absolutely i like Um, 
this Ian because he really looks like a man. And I think Ian's mm. re- will get there, but I think this is a really problematic and this is treated as it is treated like it's problematic, I will say, like that he is such an older man. Yeah. Um, a- and also there is um there's I think a scene in the a previous episode this isn't spoiling anything this is just for context mm. that Ian and Jason were very close friends growing up Mm-mm. so it could be said that that's why he's at Allison's funeral because his best friend you know lies and Manelli lies sister is the one that died so that mm. might be context um Ian and Jason this- coming into this episode just cuz they're like they are huge parts of the show going forward um, had me writing all the boys stepping out for a public affair and I would like to say the camera shows them and we see bam Ian <gasps> Ian's there bam we go over to Jason wow and then bam Wilden in the back being a fucking creep these men all these all these men I want to talk about just quickly I think it's Spencer's speech and she says about Ali, she says, she would have liked that you're all here. <laughs> she would have loved the <laughs> attention. And everyone's like, yeah, she did love attention. I'm like, Ali is painted so horribly, even in death. Oh, my God. But everyone's like, what I have yes, written... that she is an attention whore. What I have written is all their speeches at the memorial, except for Jenna's, are basically sugarcoating that Ali was a bitch and, like, not a good person. And then Jenna's speech is the nicest one out of all of them. Yeah, what? 100%. I also want to talk about when the little satin pouch that Ali's bracelet came in Mm. is very nostalgic to me. They're like those little, yeah, I can't describe them, but the pouch like you would go to a beach town with your family on holiday. That's it, and then you go to the market. The pouch. Maya. Maya would go. Maya would go to the farmers market on a Sunday, and there would be a little crystal shop or like a shop where they handmade. Mm Uh, friendship bracelets and she would buy it. And, and she, she would, would pay like $30 back for the after pouch. Her, coming back from her family holiday in Byron Bay and give it to you. Yep. Um, um, so yes, then, Jason gives them the pouch and inside is Ali's bracelet, which he says the police found with her body. So then the girls are like, what the fuck? That means that the one that we found in the woods from a few episodes back mm. that Spencer's hiding in her drawer was planted there by someone. Ooh. Probably A. So they're like, oh my God. It's lit. And then A, in the post scene, we have A or someone ruining the beautiful memorial, which is very rude and very yeah, disrespectful. That's rude. like legitimately very disrespectful and rude. And horrible. And horrible. And we denounce that behavior we do you know what we're actually going to be brave and say that we denounce ruining memorials of dead women (laughs) um who is let's get to some segs unless do you have anything else on that no that's it let's get to some segs all right hottest adult of the episode well it's not jason because they haven't recast him yet i have to like i have a rule that i can't give it to ashley but i didn't give it to ashley marin last time so exactly I actually do think I want to give it to Ashley Marin because of the sexual energy and Me tension too. with Byron. I think and it's the fact that she, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just stan her. We really do. What's our small yikes of the episode? So right. this is where our big yikes of the series is Ezra and Arya's relationship. But what is our... I think my small yikes, which doesn't mean the yikes is small. It's just not like a, a whole show arc. 
Um, yeah. Mine is, I think, Allie um, mm. and her things to Lucas. I'm just like, stop yeah. being, stop this. I hate this. Like, That's don't. exactly what mine is too. Her blatant transphobia, bullying, piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. The next I would thing- say Allie in the whole episode, hate her. She's a- Big yikes. Uh, she's a yikes the whole way. Um, who gets a buttercream- from us, Daddy Hastings, in this episode. I, Daddy Hastings, would like to give my buttercream to... <laughs> I would like to buttercream all over mm-hmm. Jason for being cab, standing up to the cops and being like, why haven't you figured out who killed my fucking sister? It's been over a year. True. Uh, do your job and cab. I want to give it to Noel Khan for wanting crazy bread and for as you said his communication but i agree that i do like jason and his a cabness um yeah and i feel like this is kind of similar to just a yikes but this is a punishment of who deserves to wait who deserves to be left waiting for crazy bread i'm gonna say spencer for yelling in a library and and i love her and i'm glad she's trying to figure out what's going on but the way that she confronted Jenna mm. in a sacred quiet space and she's she's just sitting there doing something and she's right up in her face. I completely Because I don't agree. think I think the thing with waiting for crazy bread versus yikes is I think I'm gonna be giving them to people who I like who are just making silly decisions rather than yikes, you know I think that is the criteria for who deserves to wait for crazy bread. Um I'll, I the person I think who should wait for crazy bread I just had it now I've forgotten who I thought should wait for crazy bread <laughs> um, every time you say it it's so funny um, I don't remember but I do know that I want to give some of my crazy bread to Jenna because <laughs> she did a nice speech and she didn't deserve to be yelled at in the library um, who did I want to give who did I want to make wait for crazy bread I don't know. Maybe I'll just back you on the Spencer thing. So boring trivia, fine trivia is the title of this episode is an allusion to the song Please Don't Talk About Me When I'm Gone, which is written in 1930 and has been has been recorded by many artists, including Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Billie Holiday. What about uh, the 2AM Club? Have they done a rendition Have the 2AM Club or Band of Horses done this? I don't think so. <laughs> um, Jason was recast because... Bagley, who is this actor, like um, Parker Bagley, only appeared in two episodes in this season, not Penn Badgley. And then he's replaced by Drew Van Acker, um, who was then... I thought you were going to give trivia on why he was recast and there was some goss and I was... Not really. um, It was recast because the direction of the role became like greatly increased and I think Drew Van Acker had more um, experience and this other guy didn't. But here is the fun. Okay. Bagley's last acting credit came in 2011, the same year that marked his final appearance in Pretty Little Lies. In 2013, Bagley was charged with larceny charges after stealing money, jewelry, and electronics from a friend's apartment in Manhattan, New York. What? In June, I think this year, those those supposedly close to Bagley claimed that the former actor passed away at the age of 30, but the death hasn't been confirmed by any credible news source. What? 
And I can't, I looked and I can't, there's like one famous actor that has said he's died, but I can't find any, it feels very PLL. It's very Alison De Laurentiis. How crazy is that? <laughs> How like? That's the best piece of trivia so far, in my personal opinion. And also RIP to him if he's dead. Holy me shit. Me too, yeah, me too. Like no disrespect um, to him if he's no. passed away. But that's like the crazy, oh, I, yeah. That's the crazy thing about these soaps is a lot of like recur, like um, guest actors who don't have much work going on have like wild backstories. Shows that are like, like PLL and Twin Peaks had this of like, um, oh, not Twin Peaks, another David Lynch thing. When they're like spooky shows that have kind of spooky real world actor dramas are... It makes it more spooky. It makes it more spooky and kind of delicious. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back into episode nine. Okay. Let's go, girls. Welcome back, everyone. We are now going to delve into episode nine, The Perfect Storm. Ooh, this is a good app. Ooh, ah. Yes, absolutely. Like and this one was. Almost. It is, it is. Well, if the bottle is the whole school. Yeah, mm. it is a bottle episode, I guess. Well, because a bottle episode is when something just people are sequestered in a space and it takes place. Yes. Kind of like if an episode of New Girl takes place entirely in an apartment because they're locked in yeah. or something. Usually a bottle episode, I feel like, is one, like often it's one room. Mm. But um, this is just like the That's school true. is the bottle, um, which, you know, it is fun. It is fun. Uh this one is written by Jamie Babbitt and sorry, sorry, I may have mixed up the last ones in the last episode because it's actually directed by Jamie Babbitt and written by Oliver Goldstick, one of the executive producers. And every time I see his name, I get excited because it's a cool name. It's a great name. Um, the synopsis, let's see how cursed and chaotic this is. Yay, cursed <laughs> synopsis. A terrible storm comes to Rosewood. And all the students are trapped in school. <laughs> Emily reveals a secret after she's accused of killing Allison. Oof. Just as Arya is about to give dating Noel a chance, Ezra returns. Ooh. Byron leans on Ashley Marin for advice as his relationship with Ella only gets worse. Meanwhile, Spencer discovers something that her mother has been keeping from her. And at the end of the episode, Lucas tries to tell Hannah something. Hmm. Hmm. We see his shoes are dirty, suggesting that he was at Allison's memorial. Have you seen that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So I was just taking a, 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 a gulp of my water. I love it water. so much. I'm a H2ho, no, no, no. what can I say? <laughs> H2. No, 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 no. H2. <laughs> Cool, so we open on the girls doing SAT prep. Um, First time we've seen them do any kind of homework in yes, nine episodes. I would say yes, absolutely. Except for, of course, Spencer stealing an essay. Which is homework. <laughs> stealing essays is homework. What annoys me most about this scene is how Hannah has like one piece of something and they all attack her being like, ew, Hannah, why are you still eating that? And I'm like, she's just so, like, she's not wasting food. 
I don't like to waste food. I don't know. I'm so. No I'm wonder so, she was so like. Yeah. Problematic with her own view of herself and food. She can't fucking eat something without someone being like, oh, Hannah, why are you eating? How dare you have the yeah. audacity? Hate it. Um, and then also because Spencer's mom at some point comes in and she's like, they're like, do you want some garlic bread? And Spencer's mom is like, ugh, I can't. God, I miss food. And I'm like, can someone yeah, eat something? I, too. I hate it. Hate hate the way that they like villainize some food, which is a, a basic need to survive as human beings. It's very, um, it's very 2010. Like it's very yeah. gross. I think when I watched it at the time, I was like, hell yeah, I understand this. And now I'm like, I hate that this was accepted as like a norm and a joke. Um, Absolutely. I've written here that Spencer starts talking about Alex and her relationship. And she mm. says the words so good in the most creepy voice. It's so gross. She's like, they're like, how is it? And she's like, so good. It did feel like they were having sex, which I don't think they are. I don't know. I think all the girls are virgins until they're not. Like, I think. Yeah. Like, I feel no like. No spoilers everyone... at all, but Hannah's virginity losing scene is. Whew, that excellent. was actually. That was an important scene mm-hmm. to me and my sexuality for sure. God, I can't wait Absolutely. for Caleb to rock up. I wonder if he rocks up um, in the after the mid season finale. Um. I'm hungry for Caleb. I'm ready for Caleb. I'm hungry for Caleb also. Also, that's, I guess, a spoiler that... Uh, oh, I... F- <laughs> you love it. Guys, spoiler. <laughs> but <laughs> Hannah will lose her virginity to Caleb. Yeah. And you know. As soon as he arrives, you know. You and it's know fine. and you want And that it. doesn't destroy the integrity of the plot at all. No, so we won't tell you We're, ha- we're happy to scene. tell you that one. Um... Emily is absent from this scene. My next note is Emily is covered in mud. Yes. And then she gets a text from A that says, there's only so much you can bury, Emily. You're not done with me yet. This a. is um, This is to make it look like she buried Toby. Or maybe it's to make it seem like she smashed the memorial. The memorial. Because in the last scene, we see someone smashing up yeah, the memorial. That's true. Because this, um, I think this is one of the first kind of opening scenes or cold opens where we kind of have two locations because the girls aren't all together. And I was watching like the first half being like, where's Emily? And then to have her just the mood change of like the dark room and like the wind and she's covered in mud. And I was like, she has a bag and she puts it under her bed. Emily has a really fun episode. Yeah. This is fun. And this is what I was saying. But also sad, Emily. It's as in like, I think Shay Mitchell has a fun episode and Emily has a very sad and dramatic episode. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like the kind of thing that Shay Mitchell is probably like, finally I have something to do. Some meat. Some meat. Then we have the intro. I re- I actually listened to the intro song this morning, like just Secret by the Pierces. <laughs> it's so PLL. There's like can- creepy carnival music in it. It's so Pretty Little Lies and we love Ashley Benson. We do. Offering that as the intro song. My next note is fuck Wilden. Yeah. Why is he at their school? Oh, I can't wait to get to the bit where um, Veronica Hastings, Mama Hastings, like goes off at him for talking to <sighs> unaccompanied minors. As she Theme is of a the show. lawyer. Theme of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Don't it's talk so to good. unaccompanied so minors. Um, um, Emily looks guilty as fuck, though. 
Yeah, I wrote M. Wear different shoes, babe. They're wear all covered shoes, in mud. Babe, and and also it's like, so clear. Like you cleaned everything else up. At least change the shoes. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I took like kind of less scenic notes in this one because my next note, I think, because like Veronica's here, and then some at some point like Holly Marie Combs. Uh, what's her name in the show? Can't Ella, Ella. Ella. At some a, point there's like A A. Eh, eh, eh. Did you text that to Rihanna? Her name is Ella. 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 Yeah, I did text uh, that to Rihanna, uh, of course. Uh, yeah. Um, all I wrote there was all the parents come out for a public affair. Well, okay, so I wrote here, go off, Aria, create boundaries with your mum. Because her mum's like, you were supposed to come over for dinner. And then you didn't come over that day, the mm. next day, the next day. And Ari's like, look, mom, I don't know how I'm going to be able to in this house. That's not your actual home that you're mm-hmm. living in. It makes me really uncomfortable. makes me yeah. sad. makes me feel like if I do it, it's going to be real. And I am not capable of dealing with that right now. And I really appreciate that she says that to her mom, even though it's her dad's fault that this whole situation is happening. Yeah. But boundaries um, and, and communication. It, and it, it's good. It's good. And it is, you know, it would be very hard to be Ella, to be put in this situation. Then your kid doesn't even want to come see you because they can't handle it. But it's good that Arya is able to say that to her mum and communicate. I love their relationship. I really do love. I love that they, later in the show, they do yoga together. <laughs> it's great. They do have a really, after Ashley and Hannah, they have, yeah, they have the second best relationship, like mum, daughter relationship. Yeah. It goes Ashley and Hannah. Uh, what are their names? Ella and Aria. Ella and Aria, Veronica and Spencer, and then dead last, Pam and Emily. I would always. say so. I would say so. Because um, um, Spencer's parents are shady, but they're, they're okay. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and there are moments where Veronica's Veronica and Spencer together are really nice. We have one in this episode, actually. We do. Uh, my next note is this weird teaser where they make it seem like Ashley and Byron might fuck. I love in, it. In, like, candlelight because all the power's gone out. It He's is like, too much for me. like, can I come over for toast? And I'm like, ooh. I'm like, you can, like, to she print can something do better. And eat toast. She deserves, like, Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. Not Chad Lowe, but Chad Lowe's gorgeous. Like, good, good for them. Um, good for I do ship them. it, but... She can do better, and it's very chaotic. Um, Then we have Mona being transphobic again and homophobic in one sentence. Yeah, when Mona's like, not prompted, Lucas is not offering her anything. And she's like, this beauty does not need a beast. I'm like, Lucas (laughs) doesn't want to give you anything. Like, Um, I think that would be Mona's... uh, tagline as she comes in in the intros if she was in an episode of um housewives mm. real housewives this of rosewood does not need a beast i would like it if it was when you get to know me i'm really funny really funny and then she's not <laughs> funny i will say i said a few episodes ago i think or last episode that i was like mona's fun and kind of cunty and i'm like this episode, I was like, I want Hannah to smack Mona. And she kind yeah. of verbally does smack her later. So Mona kind yeah, of great. is so annoying in this episode. Emily finds a letter from Allie in a book called yes. Great Expectations. But before she does, the reason that she thinks about that is she gets a text from A that says, mm. Hey, Em, you weren't the only one True. with Great Expectations. And Great and Expectations are capitalized, yes. referring to the book. Um, 
check and then she says check it out and she gets a text when she's in the library um so she goes to the library and she gets the book and inside the book great expectations is a letter addressed to ally from emily i think before she goes to look at the book she's with the girls and she gets the text and she runs off to the library to have a look yes and, and the girls are like girls grilling already. her exactly and then right after she leaves spencer gets a text from a that says define desertion looks like you're about to lose m who's next a Ooh. also because then after this there's like a dun, 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 like a that orchestral kind of music that always plays when the girls are like tense and i was like 90 percent of the like most pll scenes end with the girls just looking around scared for like (laughs) two minutes as the camera like zooms out on a crane and they have to do it for so long i think i've heard one of them talking about how like you train that muscle in soaps to really kind of yeah i think you talked about this in the in the pilot yeah that you have to get really good at just looking (laughs) Just into the distance looking into the distance scared and it is i loved it at the time and now when i watch it i'm like this is so long this is like it's so uncomfortable 10 seconds of um, them looking around i am going to say if there is anyone listening that hasn't watched the show yet um especially around this time and the next few episodes of watching this when it came out it was a big build-up of fans then being like okay you know what we've learned a lot about what's happening there's all this stuff happening but truly who is a we need to start trying to figure it out Mm. and people started noticing like okay well in this scene in particular in this sorry in this episode it must be someone who is at the school because they're all locked in the school Mm. because up until this point there's it's kind of like it could be anyone because the the locations in which A is like breaking into and it could it could be anyone. But this makes it so that who A is at this point must be limited to someone who is locked in the school with them. So just just a fun little thing to think about if you no, – no spoilers whatsoever. It's just like this is the point where I think fans really started to think about, okay, well, this is the first kind of clue or way we can narrow down who A is. 100%. Just want to say that. That was, that was so great. Thank you. It was such a moment. Um, yeah, it, at the time it was such a moment as well to be like, who is A? Who is the was one like, person that is A? I'd like to say two shout outs. One to my friend Ali, Ali Sheehan. We, we, we stand. Um, I think it's still available somewhere online. If it is, I'll put it in like the show notes. I'll ask mm-hmm. her about it. Had a full on spreadsheet that she would update every week. Um on clues we had as to who A could be. We got to get her on the pod to talk about on her the spreadsheet. Tumble. Oh, absolutely. She would, I'm sure she would love to. If she would like um, to, that would be I'm sure she would. incredible. Um, and also the random group of girls, and my dad is famous for saying nothing is random, but in this circumstance, absolutely. Every week, the day after the episode came out, there would be a group of girls from every different friend group in my year level that would come together that were the people that watch PLL. And be and have theories and go over things together and have like a debate and it was just it was beautiful it was, har- it was harmony. That's incredible. I didn't know. I remember watching it um, in the summer before year twelve, and I don't mm. think I met anyone that had seen it. Oh, I was alone. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now, ten years later, we have a podcast about it. So, <laughs> who is winning now? Not me. Exactly. Yeah, Mona says to Hannah, 
what are you poor Poor now? now? And I'm like, I didn't, yeah, this wealth stuff. I, I don't know. I didn't realize it was such a big recurring. But also it does answer the question of why Hannah has such a huge fucking house. If she is really, really rich and we didn't know about it, you know? Um, Also, lol, Mona is the person that bought one of Hannah's bags that's like half broken and Hannah notices and it's like, you bought my bag. She's like, what? She's like, you bought that on- online, right? I know that it's mine because it has and a broken And then Mona's handle. like, no, I, I know I know that. And I'm like, oh, Mona, oh. you cunt. <laughs> Mona, you cunt. I love like Lucas and Hannah like giggling about that. Um, yeah, me too. It's nice. Arya's still hung up on Ezra, I guess. There's a... <clears throat> I wrote cute single parent support group. This must have been when Byron and Ashley are having candlelight wines, maybe? How sexy. I think so. I, I've, I've got quite a few notes before that. I think, yes. I think this is where, like, my notes got sparse. I wrote, Noel is horny and hard. Yes. Uh, and that Noel and Arya sing together. We get to the oh, singing. Oh, well, that's after. Fucked. Okay, yeah, because I've got Arya loves a tortured artist. I wrote, no, yuck. Um, Arya goes, and this is the craziest bit about it for me. We've never heard any word about Arya being able to sing, no. having an interest in singing, anything. And she goes from quietly like talking. They're in a cl- they've walked away from everyone else. They're in a classroom together. Noel found a guitar. He's playing. She's like, I think I know that one. I think my parents, blah, blah, blah. And she's talking really quietly. And she goes from that to being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like singing so yeah, confidently. Yeah, yeah, and- and the whole time they're staring each other in the eyes and it's so uncomfortable and i would like to say from experience if you have a crush on someone and you start singing together you can't look at each other no you physically can't in that moment because you're like i want to sing really well so this person likes me and you're also like if i look at them i will realize how cringy this is i'll blow and I'll blow. Um, and I'll blow. It's cringe and also I'll blow. Um, I think Lucy <laughs> Hale did try to have a singing career. Yeah, she has. I'm pretty sure she had an album. Yeah. Because. Sure. She's like a country singer. And she wrote a song about Drew Van Acker, who we have not met yet, who plays Jason later. Were they together? No. Well, she had a crush on him. That's all she <gasps> said. Um, and yeah, she had a. Where, where is my. Oh, yeah. She had a song called Lie a Little Better that she revealed was oh about God. Drew Van Acker. And I'm like, that's drama. That's absolute drama. Um, love it. We love an onset romance. We do. Can I say uh, this scene, the singing scene is like, huh, it's woof. It's hard to watch, but it's a big woof. It's still better than any Riverdale singing scene. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need to see Cheryl sing. No. We don't need to see Veronica singing. Or no, no, no. Riverdale, no. but Riverdale distorts their voices a lot as well, and it sounds, it sounds bad, Weird. and it sounds odd. Whereas I'm like Lucy Hale sounds good here, but kill it. But she sounds a lot better than. I'll take this over a Riverdale scene. Yeah, I just hate the eye contact. An honorable mention from my housemate Freya, who we love, mm-hmm. um, who revealed to me when we moved in together that she watched all of Pretty Little Lies because I was so obsessively posting about it on my Instagram stories when it was coming out the last few seasons. She so watched all of it? She like got into it because of that and was like, I can't stop watching it and became this a show, on Stan. Because on Stan, like it says this show 2010 to 2017. I remember watching the finale 
I didn't realize this show, like I know it went for seven seasons, but seeing 2017 written, I was like, wow. That's crazy. That's the year I moved to LA. That seems like a second ago. Yeah. Really? I moved August of 2017. Yeah, crazy. Um, that's crazy. Um, but that's amazing of your housemate. Like that is get her on the pod as well. If she oh, absolutely. Wants. If she wants to be, she's she's got the easiest access. because she, she really does. In, but behind the wall over here. Um, but she wrote the note that um, Chad Lowe seems like a damp Rob Lowe. And I think that's brave and that's heroic and true. It is brave and heroic and true. I agree. He's still lovely. And he directs. Damp is a perfect adjective. That is 100% true that I watch these scenes with like Ashley and Byron and I'm like, hmm, yeah, this is not bad for her, but it's not great for her. And yeah, I do wish it was like Rob Lowe. Um, That's a perfect Um, quote from your housemate. I love it. Also, he asks, Byron asks Ashley if everyone knows that Alla, why Alla left. Um, and it's a nice heart-to-heart, and I've written hee-hee. And then we hear about the iconic moment where Ashley Marin reveals that when she and Tom first separated, she tried to go out into the world as a single woman by going to see Transformers 2. It's important. Like, this is my... And this is the proof that the theatre in Rosewood does play current movies, and they do play Transformers 2 for recently divorced women. Yes. I will say, and also this whole scene is so lovely and so grounded, like with Byron and Ashley. It's just nice. They're having like a good, honest chat. And I think there's a lot of that in this episode of just good, honest chats. Yeah. Um, Because there's a bit more, there's a few more adults. And what do we say? We say call an adult. So there's more adults in this episode. And close your damn blinds. Close your damn blinds. Anyway, I love that scene. I love that Ashley saw Transformers 2 alone and that she cried into her popcorn. Yeah, amazing. Um, also, before this has happened, Fitz comes back. But mm-hmm. we, but it's like, eh, he's, of course he was going to come back. Um, then, when oh she's my like, God. I have to ask Mr. Fitz. Yeah, he walks in on like, Noel and Aria are about to kiss. And then Mr. Fitz walks in and just stares at her for 10 whole minutes. And I'm like, this is obvious to me. Um, and then and Noel's like, all right, we'll go. Are you coming? And she's like, I just have to ask Mr. Fitz some homework questions. I'm like, he hasn't been here. He's been in New York. It's really sus. Concrete bunghole, wet dream, tomato. Where dreams are made up. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And then we have this horrendous line from Mona where before it I wrote, fuck you, Mona. She says about Lucas, he wants to get to Oz to ask the wizard if he can get him a penis. I hated that. I, I didn't even hate write it. it down. I was like, I nearly wrote it down. And then I'm like, I hate this. I hate it. And then this we sucks. have our hero, Hannah, saying back to her, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you she saying makes... shit? And then she says, maybe you should go to the wizard and ask for a heart. That's iconic. And it's great. And it's perfect. It is. It's actually incredible. And I'm so, I was really proud when she was like, she told Mona to back off. Hannah has a few moments always, but in this episode, especially where I was like, thank you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for Absolutely. doing what you do. Um, but we'll get um, to the other moment. Then we have flashback um, where M is ogling Ali's naked body and very okay. clearly, literally they're in the locker room. 
I know in a lot of American schools, there's locker rooms in between classes. Girls just like get naked around each other, get changed. And she's straight up staring at her tits. And um, Ali... I don't mean this in like an asking for it way. I mean this in like, <laughs> Ali knows what she's doing and Ali is putting on a damn show. Yeah. I don't think like... I don't know. Because, I, I, and this is, because I was like, oh, this seems like really cute and hot. Like, I like this. And also made me realize that at the time, I don't think there were many um, queer stories in teen dramas like this that were a whole series arc. Like, even the OC, it's like a blip on Marissa's radar. Like, it's, it's true. Like, it's not treated with the levity it should be. Um, yeah. And it just made me realize that, like, this is. It's, they have a problematic relationship, but I just don't think there was that much of this at the time. Um, Definitely, and then, yeah, yeah. And I write that being like, fuck, these guys are awesome. And then immediately, Allie, um, she's like, can you do up my bra? I got it from like Paris or something. And then Emily's like, all right, I think I feel the vibe. And then Emily kisses her on the neck and Allie's mm. like, what are you doing? I don't like girls. And I'm like, Oh, I regret every kind thing I've said about Allie. Mm -hmm. Hate um, it. She's like, Whoa. it's really. She's like, just because we kiss doesn't mean I feel that way about you. I'm not gay. It's horrible. There's like a homophobia. I don't mean this in like a B. I just like it's like an internalized homophobia. Yeah, coming I think out. so. Which I also think might be very accurate. But yeah, this hurt my feelings. I was like, oh yeah. man, I hate this. You could have done better. Then we have. Or I, my next note is about my two people in a room. Sexual tension rule is about Ella and Fitz. And yeah, I was like, absolutely. I wish this was a storyline because this is hot. The whole time I was watching it thinking, if I were him and I was stuck in a room with Ella, I'd be like, oh, the child I'm fucking or want to be fucking Has came a hot out of that woman's mom. vagina. Yes. Well, I'd be thinking, <laughs> I, I, I think that he'd be thinking, what if I fucked her? And then as they were fucking in this scene that I'm imagining, he'd be thinking, wow, I'm inside of the woman who created like, the shoved other woman out I the other woman the other I'm girl trying to fuck. I want to be inside of. Yeah, true. Baby, the child. Yeah, the baby. absolutely. That's another great scene. I think this is where I was like, again, I like having these adult to adult scenes because um, Fitz is nice in this scene as well. Yeah, he is. He's kind and... It's a good scene. Respectful, I guess. Um, also, we find that M's bag has been stolen from the library, including the letter, and she's freaking out. Um, and then I've written Shay Mitchell is a horrible actor in this scene. Yeah, this is this is rough for Shay. Uh, and then Wilden corners her in the library, and is like, "You shouldn't, you know, you should, you know, you shouldn't leave your items alone. Well, what are you, dumb fucking idiot, dumb girl, kid, Kate before- Wilden." Before we get there, though, I just want to talk about quickly the scene when Wilden confronts Emily in front of the other girls. There's just a bit where Aria, he's like kind of calling out Emily in front of these people. And then Aria's like, what were you doing at the memorial or something? And then mm. Hannah, which I think is like a private question, like as in ask your unit, ask that later. Whereas Hannah like backs Emily and is like, Emily didn't do it. You set her up, Wilden. And just made me love Hannah even more. Oh, yeah. Amen. Um. And then at this point, we find out that the little statues from the memorial bird bath are in Emily's bag, which is yikes. like sus. Um, and her fake crying is so bad. Oh, it's horrible. It's really And then rough. here comes the girl boss of the century, Veronica Hastings. Okay. This was my favorite. This might be like my favorite scene, aside yeah, from the Byron Ashley scenes. 
She uh. stands up to Wilden and she's like, fuck you. I am a lawyer and you cannot be interrogating these girls without a warrant. And on you can't come to their school and just fucking yep. try and interview them. This is fucked. Um, and I will sue you and you had best fuck right off, you cunt. And it's great. This is where, because sometimes this actress, this um, she sometimes reminds me of like Mariska Hargitay. Yes. Like Olivia Benson. Only when she's like doing the right thing. And this was yeah. very that. I was like, oof, I feel like I'm watching SVU. Um, Libby Benson vibes. She's so badass. And it's so welcome to have Wielden taken down a peg. Mm, um, fuck him. Um, do, 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 do. And then Veronica and Spencer have a lovely moment where she reveals, yeah. Veronica, why she's been why she's been like hesitant around Alex and weird. There was a weird vibe. Cause also we haven't mentioned this at all, but Alex and other people from other schools are mm. at Rosewood high taking this test. Cause there's been a big storm. We've literally not covered that at all. Oh yeah. I forgot to say there's like a whole, <laughs> that's true. There's a whole like storm. Sorry. That's they're all sequestered in a room. Cause all there's a big yeah, storm. They're all stuck in the school because there's a big, big storm. They're trying to take a <laughs> test. I don't know how the weather stops them from taking a test also, because this was like pre tests being, like logged into electronics it would have just been paper i don't understand how that works at all i guess not enough people coming in to like grade them or yeah, something yeah i think I it's know. i think not enough students could make it yeah because of like roads anyway. were closed um and yeah this is a really lovely scene where mama hastings kind of reveals that she went through cancer almost like alone she didn't reveal it to not even her husband because she's like that would be imperfect and then it's like being having cancer is not an imperfection like that no absolutely so basically she explains that um the day that she had a Mm. lump cut out of her breast um, she got really, really drunk for like three days straight and had like mm. a bender at the club and that's not like her. Um, and Alex was in his first few weeks working there and she confided in him and like was drunk and crying to him and he was lovely to her. And then like when she sobered up, came back and was like, you can never tell anyone about this. This is not like me. And so when, then when they see each other and she finds out that he's Alex that Spencer's been seeing, she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And yep. then she and Spencer have this beautiful moment where Spencer tears up and unlike Emily's crying, it's very good and very believable. Troy and, hug and it's, can act. And she's like, Mama, you sick? And she's like, no, 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 I'm not sick. And it's it's very lovely. Troy and can act her ass off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's like, that's fact. Um, I would argue she's the best actor of the five. I girls, would back you. For sure. I think she's the best actor, straight up. Then I think <laughs> Ashley Benson is the best, like, soap actor. Because I think she was mm. raised on soaps. I think she's got, like, a really good... CW soapy energy. Lucy Hale has that too. And then Shay Mitchell has her beauty. And then, and she finds her light later. Like Shay Mitchell is like so good later in like other shows. And I'm only referring to her as Peaches in You. <laughs> I think also Holly Marie Combs is very good in the whole season. Oh, whole I, well, the parents are like as delivering. Acting. Well, Oh, what's the woman's name that plays Ash acting? Ashley. Um, She's very good too. She is nuance, um, honey. Um, I just want to say quickly about Mama Hastings. I think before that, there's like this just this quick bit where she was like, "Ooh, they're all like walking somewhere, like uh, Mama Hastings and the girls." And she's like, "Ooh, I want a protein bar." I'm like, "Finally, she wants and des- she thinks she deserves food." And then <laughs> Arya's like, "Oh, I'll get that for you." And then she. Aria picks up the protein bar 
and then goes and has a DNM with Emily. And I'm like, can you just like deliver? Can you deliver the protein? Feed this woman. She's really hungry and she's like been working at the special victims unit because she's Olivia Benson. Can you actually, before you have a DNM, maybe deliver? Yeah, absolutely. And then she never gets the protein bar. Sad. And it was um, sad. The next thing I've written is, thank God Byron and Ashley realized they should never be alone in a room together ever again. I, that was because crazy. That the they power were turns have- on just as they're like, some sexual tension is really coming to fruition. She was going to accompany like, him to a dinner date, and then they cancelled it rightly. Um, yeah, that was that was a really that was so fun. That was just a really fun sequence. It was nice to imagine them fucking for a moment there, you know. Because I feel like that's so not the show. Like the teens in the show don't have that same, um, that kind of same awareness of like, oh, in the moment this feels good, but this is not correct. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone could learn from Byron and Ashley's weird single parent Restraint. support club. Yeah, absolutely. And Aria then, has... Is your thing about Aria? Yeah, I just said she's decided she will go on a date with Noel and she's ready to. And and also she's like, but on Friday I'm going to see my mum. And Aria has... I've been really rude to Aria for the last few episodes. Aria has some incredible growth in this episode. And we yeah, love to does. see it. We stand that growth. Hannah um, with the costume department also has some growth because in the next scene she's wearing a trench coat that I like. Yeah, and that's I growth. agree. I've written Spencer skull fucks Alex with her tongue in a kiss, and it's oh yes, oh it's it's horrendous. It's yeah, horrendous for me to look at. I don't know how long this know? like Alex thing lasts. It's fine. I love him. I love Alex, but I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know how long this. I can't. Remember. It's kind of boring to me. I'm like okay. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, Lucas loves Hannah and yeah. has dirty shoes. He has very muddy shoes. And I think this is also where, like, because you really ship them up until this point, And then oh, and she's so cute when he keeps, like, saying thank you or something. And she's like, hey, stop that. I'm your friend. She and I will clearly defend- friend zones him. Well, oh, yeah. And I was. He looks sad. But I it. like that in her eyes, she's like, don't thank me for doing something a friend should do. Yes, which that was another special. reason to love but her. yes, she is like, I'm your friend. And then he does look at her very forlorn. And I'm like, ugh. I, f- I then, feel like this is where we go into like the weird territory maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it is. And and they set that up by showing us his dirty shoes, which makes us, you know, cliffhanger. How, was he maybe at the memorial? Maybe. What, what, he and Emily in cahoots? What's happening here? Cahoots. And then we have the post-scene epilogue where this is a great see. post scene. Um, it's just a video of Ali really flirtily saying, I know you want to kill me. And I love no, it. No, it's, it's so kiss convinced. me. Oh. <laughs> I know you want to kiss me. <laughs> Haley. This, no! this scene is very important. This I comes forgot. back over and over and over again. This is this exact post scene of her at the kissing rock saying, oh I know you want to kiss me is like important to the plot. I'm not going to ex- say why, because I don't even really remember why, so I can't even spoil it. I remember, Haley, like, what I remember that doing? so well. <laughs> I remember that I so know you well want to kill me? <laughs> I remember that like so well, but when I was watching it, just half distractedly riding down Lucas's muddy <laughs> shoes and then that scene comes up. And then I thought, yeah, she was like, I know you want to kill me. I'm like, Ali's insane. And now I remember that. You're cancelled. You're cancelled for remembering that wrong. It is not kill. It is kiss. 
<laughs> I want it to be kill. I'm gonna I'm gonna write to the change writers. It. Start a petition. Start a start a GoFundMe to change it. <laughs> On the kissing rock, she's like, I know you want to kill me. The um, killing rock. The killing rock. Emily, you can hear all the ghosts being killed at the killing rock. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I oh, misheard that. That's crazy. I love That's it. That's crazy of me. Um, so I have no trivia for this. That's fine. No That's fine. Um, who do you think is the hottest adult? Mama Hastings. Of the week. Mama Hastings through and through. She yes. wins like a few. I think she gets a few from me. The small yikes for me is the singing. The singing. Oh, the singing. Yeah. The eye contact with the singing. <laughs> no. no. No, thank you. Who deserves to wait for crazy bread? Who deserves to be left waiting hungry for crazy bread? I'm going to say Byron and Ashley for flirting with danger. They do deserve to sit in a corner hungry and wait for crazy bread. Yeah, Because that's they flirted true. with danger and I, lo- I loved it. But I'm like, I think that's like a good contender. But also I want um, them to have their crazy bread and crazy bread is fuck. Crazy bread is fuck? Crazy bread equal fuck. I think Lucas should wait for his crazy bread for I that was longing stare. Yeah. Yeah. For the weird, that weird look at the end. Exactly. But I feel like he's um, been waiting for his crazy bread his whole life. And I feel like yeah, that's he's, why. He's never going to stop waiting, which is sad, but he needs waiting to. Waiting on know? the crazy bread. One day <laughs> our generation is going to eat crazy bread. bread. So we keep waiting. Who? Waiting on the crazy bread. Um, who so do you want to give your buttercream to, Daddy Hastings? For me, it's Mama Hastings because she wanted a fucking protein bar and never got it. And she deserves a buttercream from her beautiful husband. Absolutely. And he should ask, have you ever had cancer? And check in on that. Oof. Um, I want to give my buttercream to, Emil- to... No. I want to give my buttercream to <laughs> Hannah yes. for sticking up for Emily and just being... And being, you know, making clear boundaries with Lucas. Everything. Mm. True. And... Yeah, I think I'm still sitting with Mama Hastings, but I will say, like, if I could give a buttercream to Hannah every episode just to feed her, I would. And also that, mm. like, a few people do deserve a buttercream. Like, Aria does deserve a buttercream in this episode yeah. as well. Maybe um, we could split a buttercream this episode between We can people. split it for sure. But Mama Hastings can have a full one because she's been working hard for the bod. Mm. Um, but honestly, she always deserves one. Oh, and you know who else can have a buttercream is Transformers 2. Yes. Shout out to... Because it helped Ashley Marin grow. Megan Fox. Sh- truly shout out to Megan Fox. Uh, beautiful queen. All right, and that's that episode. That's episode nine. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed that one. And as we said at the beginning, for next episode, season one, episode 10 Woo! of Pretty Little Liars, which will be episode six of this podcast, I think. Mm. We have a very special guest coming on uh, to watch that episode with us. A very special guest, very special guest called called, um, <laughs> called title. Millie Holton. <laughs> Her title is Her title is Millicent Holton. Millie, Millicent Holton. Um, we got our friend Millie Holton. She is a writer. She's a comedian. She's very talented. Um, she's a genius. She's a gen- She actually is a genius. 
She has a she podcast called is. The Candyman, but she will get her to plug that for her episode. Um, but yeah, she'll come on board. I don't think she's really seen much of PLL, so she's going to be watching it very blindly. And I think kind Which of is a very in. fun way to do that, especially it's on really an episode that's it. like full of meat Gags. and drama. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really fun. So stick around for that one. And we thank you and we love you. We thank you and we love you. And we do urge you to call an adult when you need to and to close your blinds. Yeah, especially at night. Please close them. You never know who's watching. Could be us. Could be us watching. Could be us. And maybe it will be so we can teach you a lesson. Thank you so much. Love you, Haley. I love you, Ash. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Calling Adult. We appreciate you more than Alison appreciates immortality, my darlings. Please give the show some love by giving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can stay up to date on episodes by following our Instagram at call.an.adult as well as our respective Instagrams at Ashley Crapapp and at Haley Tanto. Have a lovely day and don't forget, shut, shut your, your damn, damn blinds! See ya! Call an Adult is recorded on the stolen lands of the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land. Sovereignty was never ceded.